Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. We got a reminder at the start of this week's episode of SmackDown about everything that had gone down at WWE Payback. This I was quite glad that WWE did give me this because so much has happened this week. Payback feels like it happened 77 years ago. Everything just needs to calm the hell down. And hello, my name is Simon Miller from What Culture Wrestling, and you have tuned in to Smacker Down Ups and Downs, where I take my finger and I just point it around the place. And depending on the direction, relates to my current feelings. I know it doesn't make any sense, but what in life does? And on that note. What the hell is the deal with Charlotte Flair? I don't know. Because her new thing is just to start random tag teams. Because not only was she doing this with Bianca Belair a few weeks ago, but now she is just super duper good friends with Shotzi. And I swear at one point in time they hate each other. Now it's mostly because it feels like she's sneaking in to have a feud with EO Sky. And because of that, we had these two taking on the world champion and Bailey. It's all very odd. The good news though is that we did have a great ending here. And we started with Bailey and Charlotte going at it. And even though they have had a lot of matches in the past, would I take this as a brand new program? Talking to the finger, yes I would. All that did was piss everybody off though, because ha, the tag klaxon went off, and we got this big brawl, when EO Sky decided, well, everyone's kind of clumped together, why don't I just jump onto all of them? 2023 wrestling. But then got some interaction between Bales and Shots, and I was like, well, is this still a feud or isn't it? I mean, she did basically shave her head. When, of course, we got the hot tag to Charlotte Flair. I mean, you could see the heat coming off her palm. She hit a big old crossbody onto all of Damage Control, and everyone loves this move at the moment. And when she went for the figure eight, Bailey turned it into the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll-up. It didn't work. And as would be a theme on this week's Smackin' Down, it barely walked at all. What? Flair was still able to apply this submission, so Sky basically jumped into this mess to break it up. And all of a sudden, Oscar teleported in because she was at ringside and she was trying to grab the world championship. So she must have been storing up all her MP when she was away because she cast distraction. Flair then booted Bailey right in the face when Shotzi got tagged in and she hit the DDT for the one, two, three. So surely that has to be the end of that. That is twice that Shotzi has pinned her. All that really matters, though, is that afterwards, Oscar looked at Sky and Sky looked at Oscar. And we are going to do this match in a couple of weeks. And I tell you this, that gets me excited. Did I just say a couple of weeks? I did. That's right. We're going to have some Weetabix and we're going to give it up. Because, I mean, seriously, who doesn't want Sky versus Oscar? I don't. Oh, would you go away? You never want anything. Then... Things got weird. Because Jimmy Uso bumped into Paul Heyman backstage and Jimbo was all like, well, I'm so happy to be back in the bloodline. I think I fell on the floor because what the flub is happening? Heyman kind of flicked this away and was also a bit like what well, Roman Reigns and Solus Sokoa are here this evening. But also, I hear you've got a match with AJ Styles. So if you are victorious in this brawl, maybe just maybe 
you can come back to the family. I was like, well, now I hope he loses. I don't want him back in the family. Jim then tried to shake his hand, but Paul just walked off and he instantly ran into AJ Styles. I'm like, I'm sorry. That means AJ was literally just off camera the whole time. He must have heard this conversation. Thankfully, the phenomenal one wanted nothing to do with this goober, which is when Jimmy Uso was back and he just whipped AJ Styles' ass. Now, of course, he did this because they are going to be in the main event, but you also have to imagine he's trying to curry favour with Roman Reigns. And instantly, when this was done, Paul rang up the head on the table. And what the hell was he going to tell him? He's such a snitch. So I will tell you this. It better be a ruse by Jimbo. Otherwise, what are we doing? He had that big old speech when he was like, oh, Jay, I don't want you to be like the head of the table because that tribal chief sucks. So I don't get this. That's right. I'm just saying it. And I'll probably live to regret this, which is hyperbole to say the least. But I'm giving it a down. I mean, at the moment, it's just not working. And if it is a tease, well, we need to do more teasing. We also saw Bailey in the back just freaking out about what Oscar had done. But yeah, Scar was like, yeah, calm down. I will just beat her in a match with the title on the line when we got a mega reaction. Because apparently hot off signing a brand new deal and about to get a mega push, it was LA Knight. You know the deal. The music goes, LA Knight. Get that weird robot voice. The entire arena goes crazy. He made me laugh too, because he took a sneaky shot at Kevin Nash here when he started to talk about grammar and how you're meant to describe the word play. And I like little digs like this, because if you know, you know, and if you don't know, you don't need to worry about it. Although you were probably a little bit baffled and were like, why the hell are we in an English lesson? Ultimately, he wanted to talk about The Miz, though, because he saw the stupid skit he did do on Raw with John Cena. And this just sums The Miz up. I mean, what an absolute loser. And this is why he kicked his ass once and he's going to kick his ass again. He also wanted to make out that the A-lister was full of it because Cena did call it down the line, down the middle at the pay-per-view premium live event. And then he kind of said he respected Big Match John, but was also like, stay out of my lane. So, you know, doesn't really like anyone. It felt like Knight was about to give us a time and date when he was going to take on The Miz or maybe tell him to flub off when he got interrupted by Grayson Waller. And all you need to know is this. He is now best buddies with Austin Theory. And when he was in commentary about five minutes after this, he told us their tag team is now called A-Town Down Under. So that's it. I'm in. Also, do not forget it means that Waller was just standing behind the curtain. Say to the audio guy, listen, just give it one second. And when he says something juicy, I'm going to go out there. He then made me laugh again because he said ever since he has joined forces with Austin, they're undefeated and they've only been together a week. When Theory came out here, he opened his wrestling promo book and he did promo 179. He was like, oh my gosh, I have so many accomplishments. I beat John Cena and I beat you. I mean, that is true. And then Knight came back and basically said he'd slept with both of their mothers. And again, don't get mad at me. That was the insinuation here when both of them were like, oh, la, you are just a flash in the pan. And everybody is now saying this. Kind of think we should stop. Essentially, this was all done. So we could do LA Knight versus Austin Theory. And I will now deliver some good news because LA won. All right. Waller also told us when he did join up with Michael Cole and the rest that next week John Cena is going to be on the Grayson Waller effect. And we remember what happened the last time they came together. When Austin Theory tried to break LA Knight's neck. He hit a neck breaker. Knight then came back after this and took Austin's head and just smashed it into Alan the announce table over and over again. And you know the deal. Every time he made impact, the crowd just went, yeah. Now, this is not the first time it has happened. So I do believe it's going to become a thing. Then had more neck breakers because both these two were absolutely obsessed with that. And even though Theory was in control before the commercial break, when we came back from it, 
the roles had reversed. So as always, we're just gonna have to figure it out for ourselves, I suppose, so. Oh, you think that's what should have happened on wrestling, do you? Well, you are a flabbing mother flabber. Are you getting irrationally mad about wrestling to the point you become an absolute maniac? Well, calm the hell down, you goober is for you. One pill and you will remember this is a waste of your life, and that one day you'll be dead, so you should probably go and do something else. <laughs> Thank you so much. Which was strange. I didn't even know that LA Knight knew how to play snakes and ladders. All of this really scared Grayson though, so he snuck in the ring and he exposed Tina the turnbuckle, which sounds absolutely terrible, but I quite like this, because it's meant to make you go, no, I can't believe LA Knight's gonna be screwed, but he wasn't. They just got back in the ring, he hit blunt force trauma, one, two, three. Now we did do a little war before this because Austin Theory hit him with the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, the surprise roll up. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Before we go any further, though, this podcast is brought to you by Rocket Money. Do you ever feel like money is just flying out of your account and you've got no idea where it's going? Well, it's all those subscriptions. I mean, think about it. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it is endless. I'm guilty of this, so I used Rocket Money to help me find out what subscriptions I'm actually spending money on, and it was more shocking than a wrestling betrayal. You see, Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in cancelled subscriptions. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. That's rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. rocketmoney.com slash wrestling. As I already told you, on this evening, it was not successful... What kind of world are we living in? This was super smart, though, because, of course, LA Knight was basically taking on two guys, and he still got the victory. So it's time to strap the rocket to the man and send him up there into space, giving it up. When AJ Styles became Elton John. Amazing. Because he said that he is still standing, and as long as he is on two feet, he is ready to fight. So later, he's going to go fight. He doesn't care about Jimmy Uso either, who he is going to wreck. When we started merging the stories, because we cut to Paul Heyman... And he was talking to Adam Pearce. And he wanted to know who in the hell was coming to smack her down, given that Jay Uso had recently gone to Raw when LA Knight walked in. And this is when I got super pumped, because this is the first time I think he's had any interaction with the bloodline. Watch this space. He wanted to have his match against The Miz confirmed for next week. And wham, bam, thank you, man. We have got that down on paper. When Paul was like, oh my gosh, it's so good to see you. We've never said hello before. And I love your catchphrase. Yeah. He also then suggested that maybe, just maybe, next time he does interrupt, he knocks on the door first. So LA Knight basically looked at him and went, yeah. But he actually meant Noah. Surely this means we are going to do something between LA Knight and Roman Reigns, even if it's a conversation. I mean, I need that in my life, and it's got me excited in my tum-tum. For that reason alone, I'm giving it up. When I got confused, I mean, this happens a lot. Because the Judgment Day guys arrived, and I pointed at my screen and go, wait a minute, they're meant to be on Raw. Then I remembered, one, WWE doesn't care about the brand split, and two, they have recently won the tag team titles. 
they're allowed to go wherever the flub they want. Balor also called himself Grand Slam Finn, so let's continue that on because I enjoyed it. And Dominic Mysterio was just with them because that guy doesn't give a shit. He's on NXT, he's on Mondays, he's on SmackDown, he's running the world. He also got booed so loudly, I can't really tell you what he said. I mean, it was genuinely hilarious. But the crutch of the whole thing is the Judgment Day are just so happy they beat Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn because now they've got all the gold. So it definitely sounded like the condom was trying to reach out to Jay Uso again. Or maybe he said Jimmy Uso. I have no idea. Because again, all we heard is boo, boo. But instead, they got the brawling brutes. Now I swear that the first thing Rich Holland said was is that he wants to put a banger on in Beantown. And I was like, bro, out of context, that sounds terrible. Finn Balor then started laughing at Butch, which was quite funny, because he was like, <laughs> you think I'm going to be worried about that guy? And he should have done, because the former Pete Dunne grabbed his finger and he tried to break it, and we had this tag team match. I have no idea if the championships were on the line, but either way, they just had an entertaining fight. And yeah, look, the Brawling Brutes were never going to win this, because that would have been nuts, but they did get a lot of offense in here. They always do themselves proud. They also had Finn Balor's number to start, so he had to tag in Damian Priest, which didn't work, because Rich Holland was then just grabbing everyone and throwing them around like they were children. And as ever, I've told you this, don't throw children around. <laughs> you also saw Pretty Deadly watching from backstage, where I was like, yes, they are back. When, of course, we got the hot tag to Butch, and in that time, Ridge Holland had taken Phoenix down, so he got back in there, and essentially they were just whooping everybody's ass. There was this really funny bit, though, <laughs> When Bush did get tagged in, he just ran. Damien Priest booted him right in the head because I'm a terrible person, I laughed. Funnily enough, though, the exact same thing happened when Finn Balor tagged in, and this time Butch wrecked him, which is when Dom Dom got all worried, and he started casting distraction. And yes, look, I'm just going to tell you this. Make sure you find somebody that loves you as much as WWE loves doing this finish. Just Priest basically shoved Butch off the top rope. He gave him the choke slam, then he gave Rich Holland the choke slam, then he was choke slamming them together. And because they were dead on the floor, Finn Balor climbed to the top rope, he hit the coup de gras, and he got the Uno Dos Tres. And I tell you why I like this, because Finn is now not only a champion, but he's getting clean wins again. Oodalally. This really was entertaining though, as was the aftermath, because Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits came out, and man, Bob wasn't mincing his words. He was like, oh, yeah, I've seen that the bloodline are crumbling, but you guys aren't going to take over because he were. But he did it with less wiggling. So what essentially WWE is doing here is gang warfare. And I love gang warfare, as bad as that sounds. Plus, I do not know what direction this is going to go in, apart from when it comes to my finger, because that is going up. And speaking about stables, <laughs> I think that WWE is going to break up the OC, which is a little bit weird because the last... I don't know, eight months, we've barely seen them together. But the Good Brothers were watching something on their phone with me when AJ Styles stormed in. He smacked the phone on the floor. He's like, you guys are useless, useless. You never do anything. And given that I do have my main event match later, I don't want to see you at all. I mean, his big point is that they're meant to have each other's back. And the way he was going to address this is by yelling. Ah, I think that's going to work. Oh, hey, Dave, what do you need? I need you to help me, you stupid fool! Well, you talk like that, you're not getting anything. So you don't have to imagine this is the beginning of the end, which is where we cut to Oscar. It was all like, man, I can't believe that everybody had forgotten about me. But that's right, in a fortnight, I'm going after my championship. Now, you may ask yourself, why are we waiting two weeks? I was like, I don't know, maybe she's busy next week because she wants to go and play Starfield. We also got some other highlights as we talked about the India show and what's been going on with Raw when we got to our main event. 
just like that. It also meant that it was AJ Styles versus Jimmy Uso, and while the story is a little bit sketchy at the moment, I was just so damn pleased that these two were closing out the show, because they are two damn fine talents. It also means that once again, we are just stirring up these groups into one big pot. And early on, Jimbo went for the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment, and it didn't work. I was like, what the hell is going on with the surprise roll-up? I mean, this will change my entire life. AJ came back from this by just kicking Uso right in the mouth, and he was going to go for the phenomenal forearm. But Jim wasn't interested in that, so do you know what he did? He got his foot ready, and he hit a kick that was super. Heyman and Sola Sokoa then appeared, and I was like, wait a minute, Sola's not even meant to be here. And of course, they cast distraction, and Jimmy was able to hurl AJ Styles into Simba the Steel Steps. And then he was so damn happy with himself. The grin on his face, he was like the cat that got the cream. It soon led to slaps, because what else do you need in wrestling? When Styles went for another phenomenal forearm, and when that didn't work, he spiked Jimmy with a DDT. I gotta tell you, this was good. He then went for his leaping strike once again, but of course, Paul and Solo were casting distraction, which allowed Jimmy Uso to hit another super kick. But when they were on the outside, well, they basically all fell into each other with AJ Styles standing tall. I mean, this really was Jimmy's fault because he was all like, oh, hi, Solo. It's so great to see you. I was like, man, you're meant to be in a wrestling match. When he finally hit his forearm that is phenomenal, <laughs> he pinned Jimmy. One, two, three. Kind of clean in the middle, but kind of not. And then it got super duper interesting because the Judgment Day were here. They beat up Styles. They threw him in the ring when Solo gave him the Samoan spike. And of course, the OC were nowhere to be seen. Now look, AJ did tell them not to come out here, but you think they would have helped their buddy? I don't think they're long for this world. Gara and the Judgment Day then looked at each other, which meant this was Super Serious 9000. And you've got to imagine we're going to have some kind of big mega tag team match when they all go at it. That's what I need. I am still worried about the future of Jimmy Uso because he cannot go back into the bloodline because it would be so confusing. We've talked about that. We don't have to worry about it for now. And in terms of finishing this episode of SmackDown, I am giving it an up. I do have to say that Roman Reigns needs to come back soon because when he is there, everything just feels like a much bigger deal. But look, I thought this was a fun old Friday night. I had a good time giving it an app. Now, of course, please do leave a comment below and let me know what you thought about last night's episode of Smack It Down. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Click the video on the screen, which is ups and downs for Dynamite, so you can take in all the review shows. And it's time for what culture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. Yeah, I'm kind of intrigued what we are going to do here. I'm just going to try and manifest it again. WWE, it's time to bring back the head of the table. Otherwise, who the hell is going to sit in these chairs that I made specifically for him? What? Goodbye.